Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Burna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Burna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries, or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For just 20 bucks a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my sponsor and my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash jesse. Ron Paul is here. Lee Smith is here. Amanda Milius is here. We have Steve Cortez here and we have a new candidate for president. All that's coming up tonight on I'm Right. All right, it's time to unpack what might be the biggest I'm Right we've ever done tonight. Before we get to that, let's get to kind of a news of the day thing. All right, you woke up this morning, everyone did. You rolled over, you grabbed your phone. Don't lie, that's what you do when you woke up. You looked at your phone and saw, oh, wow. Ron DeSantis is announcing he's running for president next week. It's all over the news. Okay, well, the beauty of watching I'm Right is you've known this for a very long time. That's part of the burden you have as being one of the hyper-informed people. Ron DeSantis has been running for president. Anyone paying attention knows Ron DeSantis has been running, just not officially running because he wasn't allowed to quite yet and had a bunch of laws he wanted to sign in Florida. He's been running. He's been gearing up to run. Should not be a surprise to you. I've been telling you this for a very long time, and we are going to have a very, very real primary. Now, you probably are in one of the two camps, Team Trump or Team DeSantis. That's fine. Fly your flag. Wave your pom-poms for your guy. I don't do that. I'll tell you who I vote for eventually. I don't do that. They're all just politicians to me. That's fine. Wave your flag. But I do want to just say this as, as Ron DeSantis gets in. If you're on Team DeSantis, good, good. Lots of reasons to vote for Ron DeSantis. Lots of reasons. Good. Maybe you're going to attack Donald Trump. That's fine. Good. Attack him all you want. Don't attack his voters. And if you're on Team Trump, good, fine. Tons of reasons to vote for Donald Trump. Tons of them, good. You want to attack Ron DeSantis, good, attack. Fire away, it's a primary. Don't attack his voters. Remember this. 
and the, the things will get tense now as, the two, as, as these two start throwing poop at each other. They're your people. Ron DeSantis voters and Donald Trump voters, I know them all, they're good people. They're your people. They're the same people. So beat up the candidates all you want. They're just politicians. Don't beat each other up, okay? Remember that. Now let the games begin. And also remember this. This is a good thing. It is a good thing, not a bad thing. People understandably get concerned about splitting the money, splitting the party, all the division, the anger, the infighting now as they get ready to start telling people that the other guy's the Antichrist. You shouldn't be concerned about that. You should be concerned that we have somebody who's actually ready to take on the left, who's actually ready to take on virtually the entire federal government, which has been weaponized against us. And the best thing that could possibly happen to Donald Trump is Ron DeSantis getting in. And the best thing that could possibly happen to Ron DeSantis is having to defeat Donald Trump if he wants to win the primary. Iron sharpens iron. Both of you, get in the cage, fight it out. I want the best fighter to lead me going forward. Like lions in a pride. The men have to fight it out to see which one gets the lead. And who wins? Who wins in that kind of scenario? The pride wins. You end up with the one who's most ready. So, let the games begin. Why? Why is it so important that these two fight it out and be tough? Well, because our federal government is horrifying. More horrifying than it has ever been in the history of this nation. Our federal government is stealing itself for a fight with you. Declaring you to be an enemy of the state. What's going on within the walls of the FBI is stunning. There's a whistleblower, another one of these brave whistleblowers, Garrett O'Boyle. Listen to what he had to say today. I've been smeared as a malcontent and subpar FBI employee. This smear stands in stark contrast to my life in public service. This smear campaign, disgusting as it is, is unsurprising. Despite our oath to uphold the Constitution, too many in the FBI aren't willing to sacrifice for the hard right over the easy wrong. They see what becomes of whistleblowers, how the FBI destroys their careers, suspends them under false pretenses, takes their security clearances and pay with no true options for real recourse or remedy. This is by design. In weaponized fashion, the FBI allowed me to accept orders to a new position halfway across the country. They allowed us to sell my family's home. They ordered me to report to the new unit when our youngest daughter was two weeks old. Then, on my first day on the new assignment, they suspended me, rendering my family homeless. <clears throat> they refused to release our goods including our clothes, for weeks. <clears throat> All I wanted to do was serve my country by stopping bad guys and protecting the innocent. To my chagrin, bad guys have begun running parts of the government, making it difficult to continue to serve this nation and protect the innocent. But I, for one, will never stop trying, and I'll never forget my oath. Thank you. You mad? I'm mad. Really, really evil people run this country really evil people run the FBI. And I was told this before by a source who would know. He told me the FBI is uniquely spiteful of any FBI employee who steps out of line and they will take years and go through a lot of effort to destroy you, destroy your life, destroy your reputation. The FBI is an evil organization that cannot exist in any form. And part of the reason we need a president who's actually ready to take them on is the FBI isn't even that afraid of the GOP. Not even a little bit. Jim Jordan, remember Jim Jordan? He said he was going to send a subpoena to the FBI. What was he going to send a subpoena to the FBI for? Because a whistleblower came forward and said, hey, the FBI has a document. The FBI has written down evidence of the Biden family crimes. A document. They have it's sitting, it's a piece of paper. A piece of paper. And Jim Jordan sent a subpoena saying, uh, send us that document. The FBI said, No, I don't think I will. They simply refuse. If you understand what's happening, you understand how really, really frightening it is. And remember this, remember, I, and I've warned about this before. As we watch the FBI become the enforcement arm for Democrats and against people on the right, 
We've watched them do things like go after pro-lifers. Remember, we've, we've talked about Mark Halk on the show, and they're sending long gunners to his house and pointing guns at his wife. And it's really, really frightening what they did when he offered to turn himself in. But after that was done, there was all this outrage on the right from you, me, everybody. We're talking about it here on the show. But the FBI wasn't sorry. The FBI didn't come out and say we screwed up. The FBI is so unafraid of the right right now. They are so unafraid of the right. They're ramping it up. They're continuing. They're sending FBI agents to pro-lifers' childhood homes. My name's Ashley Roberts, and this is Kathleen Brown. We're both with the FBI. Okay. We just need to speak with her regarding some information that was sent in to us. Okay. Well, she doesn't live here. Oh, okay. So... Okay. Do so, you do you mind giving us her residence or her phone number by chance? Yeah. Can, um, hold on just a second. Sure. She's not in any trouble. We just have information that we need to ask her about. Um, by the way, never talk to the FBI. Ever. Without a lawyer sitting there. Don't give them your daughter's name. Don't tell them the weather outside. Say, lawyer, lawyer. That's what you do when the FBI comes to your doorstep. Come on now, let's wake up. You don't talk to the checkup without a lawyer present. Now, 135 attacks on pro-life facilities, and the FBI is busy tracking down pro-lifers who read Bible, verse, Bible verses out in front of abortion clinics. A frightening organization. A frightening amount of power resides within the walls of that organization. It's going to take a lot to take, this to take this organization down. And it's not just them, they're protected by the DOJ. The DOJ is now a protection racket for Democrats. You see what happened in Massachusetts? This U.S. Attorney, Rachel Rollins, she had to resign because she was leaking non-public information to the press to try to influence a primary election. That's extremely illegal. As U.S. Attorney, she did, it's extremely illegal. Is she gonna get in trouble for that? Well, no, she's a Democrat. DOJ already came out and said they're going to refuse prosecution. They're going to decline to prosecute. That's the kind of banana republic you live in now. That's the kind of nation we have now. Oh, by the way, I, I should mention before we go, did you know that there's a new chairman of the Joint Chiefs? Mark Milley's retiring. I say retiring. Mark Milley's going to go walk into some defense contractor company and make millions of dollars like all these scumbag generals do. But we have a new chairman of the Joint Chiefs. In case your hopes were getting up, uh, here he is. As the commander of Pacific Air Forces, a senior leader in our Air Force, and an African-American, many of you may be wondering what I'm thinking about, the current events surrounding the tragic death of George Floyd. Here's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about how full I am with emotion, not just for George Floyd, but the many African-Americans that have suffered the same fate as George Floyd. I can't fix centuries of racism in our country, nor can I fix decades of discrimination that may have impacted members of our Air Force. I'm thinking about how I can make improvements personally, professionally, and institutionally so that all airmen, both today and tomorrow, appreciate the value of diversity and can serve in an environment where they can reach their full potential. I want the wisdom and knowledge to lead, participate in, and listen to necessary conversations on racism, diversity, and inclusion. Remember, they're not destroying the military. They're building one, a different military, not one to take on China, not one to take on Russia. They're building a military to take on what they consider to be the true enemies of the state. Remember that. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I am right. We have such a packed show tonight. I don't even know how we're going to get to all of it, but Lee Smith and Amanda Milius join me next. Now, here's something you can do, make yourself feel a little bit better. As we talk about the calamity out there, and as we watch things kind of disintegrate around us, get a little nerve-wracking, right? It is, but when you prepare, you feel better. I want you to have an emergency three-month food kit for everyone who lives in your home. Now, if you already have three months' worth of emergency food, you're fine. Don't worry about it. But if you don't, and I did not, you need to go get one. My Patriot Supply has kits prepped and ready. This is what they do. They have emergency three-month food kits. Everyone who lives in your home needs three months worth of food. 
Get four of these. If you've got four people in your home, if you're only, if you're only alone, buy one. But they're giving out $200 worth of free survival gear right now when you get one. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and get yours today. MyPatriotSupply.com. We'll be back. Other than hoax, the plot against the president, a book by Lee Smith, who I think you know well, and then the movie, yeah. if you go watch the plot against the president now, it's like, whoosh, wow, how was that released in 2020? Thought we should bring those people on, huh? Friends of mine, joining me now, Lee Smith, author of The Plot Against the President. Man, you should really be reading that. And then while you're doing it, you should watch Plot Against the President by my friend Amanda Milio. She's the producer and director of it. Okay, Lee, you wrote the book of it on it. Um, what's happening right now with the deep state, as we like to call it in this country, it's obviously something you and Amanda know very well. So none of this is surprising to you, but I think it is surprising to a lot of relatively normal Americans who are waking up to the fact that they live in a country that is not the one they think they live in. Yeah, I hope uh, I hope the people that that uh, that Amanda and I didn't get uh, to through earlier uh, with our uh, you know with the stuff that we uh, investigated and that we explained. I hope people are understanding now. Uh, I don't expect people to go through 300-page Durham report, which I uh, it's hugely disappointing, and we can go into later if you want. But I hope they're realizing what's happening here. Uh, that this is uh, this is very bad news for the country. Very bad news, <laughs> not just for our justice system. We're we're heading in a very bad direction. Amanda, one of the concerns I have with the Durham report is, well, with everything that's going on with Trump, is Trump inspires love and Trump inspires hate. No, nobody's wishy-washy on Trump, and there are so many people. Half the country, you know, hates his guts that you dismiss these gigantic country-changing things because it's Trump's name attached to it. I, I, I've seen many Democrats say, oh, I know it's bullcrap, but I don't care because I hate Trump. Do people not see that this is so much bigger than one man and so much more frightening than one man? Uh, I sure hope so. I mean, that was the point we tried to make at the end of the film. Um, and, uh, you know, Lee gives me way too much credit. I mean, the entire thing is based on his book and his research. But um, we did okay at uh, bringing that into 90 minutes. Um, the the thing that I actually was saying, I was in, uh, made the mistake of obviously going on one of those spaces the other day and giving uh, my argument, which was pleading with the left-wingers on the on the space, um, look, do you want to live in a police state where you can have a FISA warrant completely fabricated against you? You don't get your day in court. You will be spied upon by the government. And um, if anything, if they don't like Trump, imagine like if we did that. So like, how is it that hard for them to make the leap that you don't want a country that just has a free roaming police state? And that's what this was. I mean, the, the wishy-washy language of the um, Durham report is so utterly lacking. I'm just so thankful to Lee and to Devin and to the people that helped make this movie possible because um, without Lee's book and without this movie, that's all there'd be. There'd be this three years later little report, I mean, 300 pages, that no one, no one read. And the biggest crime against America would have gone unnoticed. Lee, specifically, what is your problem with the Durham report? Now, I hate it, too. I'm sure your problem is my problem with it. I suspect this is just a theory of mine. I think the system is thrilled about the Durham report. They're not scared about it. I think they're thrilled about oh, it because yeah. no one's going to get oh, in yeah. trouble. And they get to make sure everyone in America knows they run things. We do not. They're in charge and we are not. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, the, the, the left, aside from a few very, very few limited, ex uh, limited people, uh, are are happy about what happened. Yes, it's a police state, but guess what? The police are on their side. They're thrilled about it. They not only do they not care, not only do they not fear that this would happen to them, but it's terrific. I mean, these people are Renfields, right? We've seen examples of this all the time throughout history. They're happy to see uh, force, coercion, and violence used against people who they consider their adversaries. So they're thrilled by this. Here, here's my issue with the Durham report is that I wrote a book, Amanda made a movie. We don't need a report, right? 
that uh, give Amanda and me uh, badges and guns and we'll make arrests. But I don't have a badge and a gun and neither does Amanda, right? So we put out the information. We don't need John Durham and the special counsel to put out more information. We needed people, we need indictments and we need convictions. However, I say this uh, also without faulting John Durham entirely. The fault is entirely, however, William Barr's, who knew what the job was. William Barr needed to compel Durham to make sure that figures were being held accountable by the end of spring 2020. If they weren't going to be held accountable before the 2020 election, the very same people, the very same institutions and agencies that helped defraud or want, sought to defraud the American electorate in 2016 with the Steele dossier, we're going to be up to the same business in 2020. And indeed, as the Twitter file shows, that's precisely what happened. With an FBI subunit, their cyber division, detailed, again, to censor reports damaging to their preferred candidate. The fault is primarily William Barr's, right? We should not be uh, oh. surprised that this report falls so far short of our expectations. Yeah, the Bill Barr who famously got up and said, he doesn't want it to be a tit for tat, guys, and then surprisingly does absolutely nothing with it if memory serves me. Amanda, I can't stand Bill Barr, and I, can't, I couldn't stand it back when he got appointed and everyone was cheering the guy because he played some freaking bagpipes and went on to do nothing. Useless and nutless like the rest of the GOP. Oh man, you just nailed it. Yeah, that was that was the feeling and it was tough because this was around the time when we were doing the uh film. I mean, this is what's crazy is uh, what Lee Smith is absolutely <clears throat> saying is correct. Uh this report has absolutely nothing in it that isn't in Lee's book or my movie. Um uh our movie, frankly. Uh the uh there's there's not one new piece of information and that took him three years and all of that money and his sweet time while we're busting our ass getting this out before 2020 because we realized the urgency of getting this information to the american people in a mass market way whether it be by via book or film um I, I, he's totally right i mean we do need badges and guns i mean i'll always take more guns um but uh yeah the uh the the, um, yeah. the the fact yeah. that there's not one thing new, what we did need was indictments. That's the one thing, as I've always said, is that there's only so much American citizens and even American citizens on a campaign, right? A campaign is made up of American citizens, not the state. So without the power of the state, there's very, very little that can be done uh, to change anything. And that's why we have, that's why it's this big nothing. Um, and I don't want to say it's a nothing because the left will run on that, right? The left will be like, see, the Durham re report came out and even the people on the right are saying it's nothing. Like, I got a little bit of that in the, in the convo. And I'm like, no, it's nothing because we already knew this. Y'all are just catching up and we're being vindicated. <sighs> Lee, Amanda, we got to have a beer soon. Talk soon, guys. Let's do it. Thank you, Jesse. <laughs> Thanks, Amanda. All right. We have more. We're not finished yet. Ron Paul is going to join us next. Ron Paul's been right about a whole lot. We'll talk to Ron Paul about that. Now, you know what you need? You know what I need? Especially with all this crap going on. A little stress relief. Probably be nice, right? And you already know about Grip6 wallets. I've showed you mine a thousand times. Greatest freaking wallets ever. You know about their socks. You know about their belts. All American-made stuff. Remember... American mate, put your money where your morals are. They have pickleball paddles now. Pickleball is a great way to stay in freaking shape now, especially as you get older and the knees aren't quite what they used to be. American mate as well. Go to grip6.com slash Jesse for socks, belts, wallets, pickleball paddles. Grip6.com slash Jesse, made in America, baby. We'll be back. One thing that Woodrow Wilson did, he used the FBI to spy on American citizens and actually arrest them if they disagreed with his foreign policy about going to war in Europe. And isn't it interesting how recent they used it in the Vietnam era? 
Democrats used there, and Republicans used the FBI to spy on a hundred different groups in this country, including the churches, who disagree with the policy in uh, Central America. It almost looks like the FBI was designed to spy on Americans who might be disagreeing uh, with policy. Joining me now, the great former congressman from the state of Texas, Ron Paul. Uh, Ron, I, I do have to ask, is it frustrating or does it feel good to be proved right with all the things you said throughout your career and now they're all coming to fruition? And I know it's horrifying, I'm not, not saying it otherwise, but is it frustrating? Do you look around at all the people now who are coming around and do you say, where were you back when I was saying it? Well, it, I don't concentrate on that, and I generally make a flippant statement and say, you, you know, I just don't expect a whole lot, because when I started, I was just going to uh, talk about monetary policy and the things that I felt strongly about, and I'm surprised that uh, there's been this much attention to what I've done over the years, but I don't get uh, a frustration, because if I thought I was going to Washington and maneuvering to raise millions of dollars to become a chairman and get on the banking committee and, and end up ending the Fed, it would have been naive and it wouldn't have been realistic. So my approach was not even really just, to, my, my approach in Washington was mainly to uh, socially get along with people and talk to them so I might get information from them or even on an act by accident, maybe persuade them in a certain direction. So uh, I think my approach has been different, but I never got up and I'm, I'm real frustrated about it. I, get, I do get annoyed though when, uh, there's an issue of war and they continue to do stupid things, evil things, costing a lot of money and a lot of people dying. You know, I get aggravated when that happens, when I keep thinking, you know, the solution to these problems is not all that difficult. Well, there's plenty of that going around, especially when it comes to war. We, of course, ended the war in Afghanistan, albeit in embarrassing fashion. And lo and behold, we found another place to go about 15 minutes afterwards. I'm sure that's totally a coincidence. So, you know, it never ends. <laughs> you know, they're always planning the next war. And sometimes they get involved in many places. Just think of, you know, you know uh, under Bush, to think of all the terrible aggravation there. But, but even now, you know, when the, the Democrats, who are supposed to like war less so, uh, look at Libya for them and Syria and Assad has to go and and, and the process continues and you know it seems like it's a very bipartisan problem uh, even though you can't deny that on occasion you'll hear better speeches from one group than another right now we're starting to hear some pretty good speeches from from Robert Kennedy which uh, you know I just want to hear hear activity that is expressing themselves that uh, represents that uh, at least people are thinking about a different approach rather than this interventionism and this corporatism and this globalism and with no sincere uh, concern about our personal liberties. Back when the Patriot Act was passed, you were one of the very few Republicans who voted against it. I am ashamed to say that was one of the things that, boy, did I miss out on. I was a young hothead. I believe I was in the Marines at the time. And I thought it was fantastic. And I look back and I think, oh, naive Jesse, how did you not see that they would use this against American citizens? And I, I, I wish I could go back in time and slap young Jesse awake because he was not awake back then. <laughs> Yeah, that, that happens. It always delights me that uh, if somebody was there and I helped them along, one of my closest friends who's no longer with us was Walter Jones. He's such a sincere, likable person, but he was a conservative uh, Republican, uh, represented a lot of military people. And when Bush was leading us up to the war in Iraq, uh, we'd have briefings, which I couldn't stand because I knew they weren't giving us the truth, but he would go sincerely trying to understand it. And there was a, a light bulb went on with him. He says, you know, 
after he saw what was happening, he says, they lied to me. You know, the people who were supposed to give us information to help make a decision. And he came to me and asked me about it. And I gave him some material. We became very, very close friends. And uh, he voted with me. But that delighted me. And uh, I I was in, influenced a whole lot by Leonard Reed of the Foundation for Economic Education. And he had a theory about education and persuading people on political issues, economic issues issues. And one of his was become as informed as you possibly can and uh, do what you think is the right thing. And you don't have to worry about who's listening, who cares. If if you're saying anything decent, maybe they'll find you. <laughs> and maybe you'll maybe they won't find you. Maybe you'll they'll be persuaded and they will be influenced and they go on their way doing something similar and they too influence people. So that's one thing that is pretty neat. Maybe that's the reason I don't ever never feel frustrated that because I think uh, a message, I think uh, when I left Congress, I said the First Amendment was probably our most important amendment, uh, you know, to the Constitution because we want to be able to speak out. Now there, since that time, especially with this social media stuff going on and the FBI, which was no surprise, but it was still pretty, pretty annoying that uh, they they got to the point where uh, they, they cancel you and all this nonsense that goes on. So we have a long way to go, but I keep looking at the people waking up and changing their minds. And, and I obviously fall back on the fact that uh, we have been warned that you never who you will never know you can't count who remains in the remnant of the remnant of people who know what's right and they can tell that uh, distinguishes from being wrong and know that peace is better than war and they're out there because as far as i'm concerned if they have any or any bit of decency if they look at the facts i don't know how they can go anyplace else so uh it's a job i think we all have if we come to this point uh i sort of felt like that in the 70s with the uh, with the going off the gold standard forever that was the declaration uh of uh of bankruptcy they worry about will the american people will the american government ever default <laughs> they do it all the time <laughs> they've certainly been doing this in 1971 cheating people out of the value of of what they earn and save and uh promote war and plunder. So that uh, that that's annoying, but it should incentivize us to do more to try to change it. Speaking of monetary policy and things you've been right on for a very long time, here's you back in 1983. There is no other power greater than the power over money, the power to create and contract the money supply, the power to control the purchasing power of your money. Throughout history, this has proven to be the most sought-after monopolistic power of man. By what moral right do we have to create purchasing power out of thin air? Whether it's done by the creation of credit or Federal Reserve notes, or whether it's the creation of SDRs in an international scope, by what right do they do this? Because it's a moral issue more than an economic issue. It is for this reason that the people have lost trust in their government, trust in the banks, trust in business, trust in themselves, and that we are a nation of distrust. And it's for this reason, I believe, that until we restore trust in government, trust in the system, and trust in the money, there will be no resolution of this problem. The distrust well, problem has gotten significantly worse, to put it mildly, since 1983. Yeah. <laughs> the American people do not trust their institutions. They have no reason to trust their institutions. And maybe worse is the institutions don't seem a, even a little bit interested in earning back that trust. It's hard to see how we can put this thing back together again. Well, I, I guess I'm slightly more optimistic than that, but I think everything you said is justified. And and I think we both can be right in that we have to go through what uh, you were describing, and we will. I don't believe we're, we're going to, you know, in a quiet, deliberate manner, elect better people to Congress and start voting more decently and going back to the gold standard and, and repealing all that's going on. We're going to have a crisis and uh, there's going to be a, a, a contest. I think, unfortunately, it's going to 
probably be violent. And then we have to decide what we're going to have. And I, I sort of think that uh, the significance of what's coming is probably as significant as what the founders took upon themselves when they they got sick and tired of the tyranny of the British. And uh, the odds were against them and uh, and they prevailed. So I think that it's going to be a problem because and the one rule of economics, especially free market economics and analysis of that, is when you overspend and overprint money, you distort the economy and uh, there's too many excesses and too much out of balance. And it has to go back to a balance. The market demands, you, you know, that it go back to common sense. And that's why the market is saying you have to deflate. You have to eliminate the debt and you have to go for honest money. And that's against the people who will do anything now to keep the empire to kill it and continue to not only keep it, continue to build it. As many failures that we've had in the last several decades, the, the, uh, the, the authorities, both Republican and Democrats, are still determined to uh, pursue it and expand the empire. It doesn't make any sense. It sure doesn't. Ron Paul, it was an honor, sir. I appreciate you very much. Thank you. Nice to be with you. Good man. we got Steve Cortez joining us next. We're going to talk about the economy and other things. So, look, obviously that was scary because he's right. Where we're going, where we're going with the money. Why do you think I tell you to buy precious metals all the time? All the time. I see what these people have already done. That's what's so frustrating. Even if you got in there right now and started trying to fix it, the chances are they've done the damage already that there's probably no putting Humpty Dumpty back together again without something bad. So what do you do? All you can do is get ready, prepare. You need gold or silver coins in your physical possession. You need it in your IRA or 401k. Consider that a protection plan for your portfolio for the money you worked hard for. But don't wait. Don't wait until that bubble goes pop. Call them today. 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group will take care of you. They make all this real, real easy, but you do need to call them. 833-995-GOLD. We'll be back. going to devastate our economy. Tourism, construction, agriculture. I mean, you're going to have vegetables rotting in the fields. You're going to have construction sites that will lie dormant uh, or certainly will struggle to get workers to be able to, uh, to, to to help make sure that they can make progress. The tourism is it tourism and restaurant industry in particular, you know, rely on the, on these workers. I love when they just get honest about it. Hey, if we don't let the illegals in, who's going to pick all the, who's going to pick the agriculture? <laughs> Joining me now, Steve Cortez. He's the founder of the League of American Workers. He also does work with the Ron DeSantis PAC. Steve, Steve, without these illegals, who's going to clean my hotel room? Right, exactly. Uh, and by the way, American citizens might actually see their wages rise if we had control of the border and if we didn't invite in millions of illegal workers at a time when real wages are already crashing for regular American citizens. But it is, it's interesting and almost funny if it weren't such a tragic situation on the ground when those on the left will actually reveal themselves. Uh, and, and by the way, will reveal that what they accuse us of is actually 100% accurate. What I mean by that is the great replacement theory, right? They claim that that is an utterly racist philosophy that's based in nonsense, that it's a myth. And then they come out and say, oh no, no, we absolutely want to replace you. And we want to replace you with much lower cost workers. Why? Because we think it's gonna be good for us politically. We think they're gonna vote for us. And because our big business allies want cheap labor more than they care about the country. Steve, one of the things that's wild about things like E-Verify is that it's controversial at all. Don't don't right. hire illegal immigrants. That's a basic thing that you know, this shouldn't even be left or right. Democrat, Republican, a sovereign nation doesn't fill itself up with illegal immigrants. Yet we're a nation right. that does and has for a very, very long time. What does that say about us? 
Yeah. And listen, we, you're right. We have, by the way, particularly since the 1980s, Ronald Reagan, a man I incredibly admire, to me by far the biggest failing of his presidency was the 1986 amnesty. Until that time, we had some illegal immigration, but it was nothing like now. It wasn't the kind of systemic problem that plagues the United States. But ever since then, uh, since we said to an entire swath of illegals, we're going to make you American citizens, we're going to sort of forget about the fact that you broke and entered into our country. Ever since then, we have been plagued by this problem. In part, though, you're exactly right, Jesse, because let's face it, powerful interests and powerful people in America, they may claim that they like the idea of a border, but the reality is they do not because big business CEOs and Democratic Party chieftains who are, who are intensely and closely aligned, they have fused power together. They both believe it is in their self-interest to invite in millions of unvetted and uninvited illegal migrants into the United States because big business gets the cheap labor they want and those Democratic uh, chieftains believe that they're gonna get the voters. I say believe, by the way, because I'm not so sure ultimately the way Hispanics in America, thankfully, are moving to the right, but E-Verify should not be controversial at all. Uh, I'm very glad, by the way, one of the reasons that I'm advocating for Ron DeSantis in the Republican primary is what he just did in the state of Florida, the bill that he passed regarding immigration in Florida. Now. Immigration should is and should primarily be a federal issue. The states are limited in what they can do. But what Ron DeSantis decided to do is crack down, say, in this state, employers, you are going to use E-Verify. And if you don't, you're going to face very severe penalties. He also said to the citizens of Florida, don't even transport an illegal around the state of Florida or you will face stiff criminal penalties for doing so. And he also told every location, particularly some of the more liberal blue locations within Florida, you're not going to issue any government IDs to illegal migrants, as happens regularly in places like New York and Illinois and California. So he's doing everything he can, everything within state power, to crack down on this scourge of illegal migration. And I think it's a, it's a blueprint for other states. And I believe it's one of the reasons that he'll be a good president, because, of course, again, this is primarily protection of the border and sovereignty, a federal issue. You know, let's talk about legal immigration as well, Steve, because you're hot on this, too. These big businesses, they'll walk in. I remember it happened at Disney a few years ago. I believe it was 2,000. They had 2,000 workers train their replacements. I think they were from India. They trained the people that were going to replace them. Then they fired the Americans and brought in the foreigners. It's a big problem. Massive problem, Jesse. I mean, not only just the, the absolute outrage, right, of replacing American citizens with foreign workers when the American citizens are perfectly capable of doing the job, but the added indignity of having to train and, and educate your replacement. I mean, it's obscene, okay? Look, I believe personally, and I'm, listen, I'm the son of an immigrant. My father came here legally to the United States. I think immigration at times has suited America very well. At times it has not. Uh, the left wants us to believe in the corporate media and big business. They want us to believe that immigration is some good in and of itself. And that's just ridiculous. There are times it makes sense for America. There's times we've done it very well. We've done it very poorly, quite frankly, in recent decades. And as evidence of that, I would point out that in Los Angeles County, the largest county in America, according to the LA Times, not a right-wing news source, the majority of immigrant-headed households in Los Angeles County are in some form of public assistance, are receiving welfare in the United States. What that tells me is we're not doing immigration right right now in the United States. We're not correctly filtering who should come in. And I strongly believe, and I'm only speaking for myself now, I strongly believe that it's time for a pause, for a moratorium, that we should say we absolutely have to seal the border and stop illegal migration. But I also believe that even legal immigration it's time for a pause until we figure out what should be the right filters, what are the right metrics to use to decide who gets into the United States, how many people get into the United States, and we can restart it at some point. And I would argue, Jesse, that we, we should restart it at a much, much lower level. If you look at the United States right now, we're percentage-wise, we're almost at the highest level we've ever been in foreign-born population. The last time we were this high was way back um, in, the, in the 19 teens. At that time, we had an almost insatiable demand for labor for the Industrial Revolution. And this is critical, Jesse, we had zero safety net, okay? So for those people coming in, it was literally either figure it out or goodbye. And for many of them, by the way, it was goodbye because many of them came here, couldn't quite cut it, didn't like it, whatever, went back. But the point is, there was no infrastructure to support them. We have a totally different situation now. On both of those counts, diametrically opposite. I think that AI and robotics, if anything, are going to be replacing a lot of American citizens in the jobs they now do. And of course, we have an incredibly generous safety net, even for illegal migrants, in some cases, especially for them. So all of that tells me illegal immigration, we have to be absolutely zero tolerance. But I want to make the case 
from the right, from the populist right, that even legal immigration right now to the United States doesn't make sense. Oh, I agree. I agree. And, and look, the debt. Let's talk about inflation really, really briefly. On top of all of our other problems, illegal immigration flooding into the country, the value of our money is going bye-bye, and they're getting ready to jack interest rates again. We're a long ways away from 2% inflation rates, Steve, which means those interest rates aren't going to stop rising anytime soon. There is a severe recession coming. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and by the way, I think for middle and lower income America, they're already in that recession. And certainly that's what they self-report. According to Fox News poll, 70% of the American people say that the economy is getting worse for their family. According to a Wall Street Journal poll, this was even worse, I think. Looking at the big picture, they said, are your children going to be better off than you? 78% of the American people said their children will not be better off than they are. That is by far the worst mark in the history of that survey, which we've been doing for decades. But why? You mentioned it. It's because of inflation. So we are suffering the worst inflation since the 1970s. And I think in many metrics, the economy is actually worse off now than the 1970s because back then, Jesse, we didn't have this debt. We didn't have this stifling debt. So we had a lot of problems in the 70s. We had out of control inflation, but we still made things here. We still had a manufacturing base in the United States and we were still a creditor nation. The opposite now, right? We have offshored because of the globalists, we have offshored so much of our productive capacity. We are massively in debt now, well north of $32 trillion and counting. And Joe Biden, instead of saying, okay, the crisis of the pandemic's over, and we made massive mistakes during the crisis, but that's spilled milk at this point, right? But instead of saying, that's over, we can't keep spending that way. We should be going back to at least 2019 levels. He's unwilling to even go back to 2022 levels. I mean, think of that. So he still wants what caused the inflation, the very fire that that stoked uh, this inferno. He wants to further pour gasoline upon it and stay above 2021 and 2022 levels of spending. And I, I fear, Jesse, if we if we stay on this trajectory, and I really mean this, I'm not trying to be too alarmist, but I think this is the reality. People can't afford the staples in their lives. We risk some actual societal upheaval if we continue along this track because regular working class people, forget about the luxuries, they can't pay for the staples right now. Oh. Steve, appreciate you, man. Come back soon. You bet. Thank you, Jesse. All right. It's time to lighten the mood. Before we lighten the mood, you know what is a staple? Clean air. Woke up today, once again, I don't know why I live here. Live in Houston. Woke up, rolled over, looked, and there was an alert from the weather thing. And I click on it. Oh, look, another air quality alert here. It's all the time down here. There's always some kind of plant exploding or something. That's why we have Eden Pure Thunderstorms. It's not just for my allergies. Cleans the air in my home, cleans the air in the studio, and we need it. Everyone needs it. Clean your air. It's It's not just for smells. It's not just for allergies. It's for your health. Eden Pure has three packs of these things right now, $200 off. Go get a three-pack. Put one where you sleep, one in your general living area, maybe one where the kids sleep. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE for that, all right? EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE. We'll be back. All right, it is time to lighten the mood. And what, what lightens the mood more? And watching a woman back up a car. It's, there's just nothing, there's nothing that's down about that, unless, of course, it's your insurance that she's on. Anyway, before we get to that, let's get to this. Let's get to lightening your financial load by finally getting rid of that daggone timeshare you're stuck in. I know you're tired of paying the annual fees, special assessments. I know you want out. I know they've told you you can't get out. That's what they do. You call these people. They say, sorry, you signed the contract. You should have read the fine print, and you think you're done. So you just keep paying it. I've had stories of a mother dying. Her daughter had to pick up the tab when she was dead. That's what they do. Lone Star Transfer fights against it really successfully. 99% of the time, they get people legally and permanently out of their timeshare. You're not stuck. You're one phone call away from getting out. Call them. 844 310 2646. 844-310-2646. All right? All right. For lighten the mood, I present to you 
women. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Who is there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans? And who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran Programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. Over 80 walks, runs, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is educating kids in kindergarten through 12th grade to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time 